Young Mooly baby. Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tomar Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just understand why you're so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You know uh, what I mean? Me, like, yeah, you can't be asking me no questions. Yo, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze takes and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me any question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this goes out to you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you. And you and you. And welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Dalento Mardela. Oh, it's another beautiful day down here in South Florida. It is April 24th. It's just about four days past the New Year's. I'm talking about it's like 77 degrees. I can see the orange sun slowly glimmering off of the skyline, painting it a light color of blue mixed with a little bit of gray, mixed with a little bit of orange, mixed with a little bit of maroon. If you know what I'm saying, I hope I can paint the picture for you today because I ain't talked to you in two weeks and we have one of those shows for you. I'm talking about there was hard-hitting action there was hard-hitting action and oh did i mention there was hard-hitting action basically what i'm trying to tell you today's show is filled with hard-hitting events yo we have the ppw event that happened on the new year's right we 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 have a we we have a king of the jungle that returns round round like a dungeon dragon we have the nba playoffs in full effect and i'll tell you what that means espn had a couple of fight nights and i think there's only one thing that you can do when you have a king and that's only and and that's have a house fit for a king. And if you're gonna have a house that's fit for a king, and I guess you need to have a clean house fit for a king. But but regardless of all that, you know what I say. 
regardless of the time. Take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Oh yeah, playoffs. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So Let's start talking. That's how I tested out the ticket the first time. Tiger. Tiger. Tiger wins a major, folks. Not only did he win a major, Tiger Woods, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Wins the 2019 PGA Masters. Now, I know, I know what some of you guys are thinking. Like, yo, Tiger always winning. I mean, like, for you, for you loose Tiger fans out here, that's been follow that's always been following Tiger casually. Just know that Tiger's a golfer. Tiger wins. You be like, yo, Tiger's always winning. This is what he does. Of course, he won. But no, 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 no. For us folks that follows t that follows golf a little bit more, I ain't saying I ain't saying a loose fan. I'm just saying a little bit more than the loose fan. Than the loose fan. I ain't saying I follow as much as the guy that watched all 18 holes. I ain't talking about the guy that has watched every single tournament to see all of the fails that Tiger has had up to this point. I ain't talking about the guy that has personally witnessed Tiger Woods fail for the last decade. I ain't talking about, I ain't saying I've been watching as much as you have. But I do know, but I do know that this victory comes after a decade-long drought of winning for Tiger Woods. And this puts Tiger Woods right back on, I guess you could call it the map, but I don't know if he ever left the map, but it puts him back on the leaderboard. It puts him back on the globe, it does, but it helps put golf really back in that spot again. You know, listen, I was going to give you an idea of how those numbers were. I heard that basically the 2000, every single year, the PGA puts out the last hole, right? You may have heard this already. It puts out the last hole. Maybe you haven't. But they put out the last hole on YouTube. Last year's winner has received to date like 300,000 views. Maybe 600,000 views. We'll, we'll give them 600,000 to be nice. Since... This has happened two weeks ago. Tiger Woods video has already gotten like six million views. Tiger Wood effect. <laughs> it's 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 what it's it's it's, in, it's ridiculous what this one guy just managed to do for the sport, and not for nothing. Believe it or not, it's generally usually one guy that can help back up. Boy store sport or help boost or sport, and then what it is is kind of left for like the other guys that follow him to help carry that torch and to see if they can help it grow the way that this guy did. Have they have the same kind of impact that this person did? So far, golf hasn't quite found that person, but you can see that they're finding guys to help pick up steam. So now Tiger Woods places himself four majors behind passing Jack Nicholson, who has. 18 or something like that or with 18 
Then Tiger Wood needs to get to like 21 or 22, something like that. One of the two. And maybe he's at 14, he needs to get to 19. Or 15, but it's, it's one of those two. Tiger Woods needs four more to be able to pass to be able to pass Jack Nicholson. And don't forget, it's just a show opener. If you want to interact with me during the show, hop on MightySports.net. Click the right hand bubble on you on the on the bottom right hand shut up your screen. Click on chat. We can start talking right now on the show. Trust me, I keep my eyes on it. I can see if you're there. I don't know if you're there. I I don't know if you're talking. Hit me up. Holla at your boy. But also, before you go anywhere, if you are a veteran that is looking to get a ticket to a sporting event, a concert, or any kind of event in your in your, in your area, once again, go to the page. You'll see a nice little link right there at the top. It says vettix.org. Go to that website. Check it out. Put yourself on the list. See if you can find yourself to your favorite college team, favorite favorite, favorite professional team. NBA playoffs is here. NHL playoffs are here. College football, you know, um, college football is going to be starting soon. NFL football is going to be starting soon. And I'm pretty sure I just heard that Mary J. Blige and Deji may be going on tour soon. Go to vettix.org. See if you get yourself a ticket. If you're an entity that likes to donate tickets to, to veterans or to other places, go to vettix.org. Create yourself an account. Start donating today so veterans like myself or others can benefit from it and go see an event. That's vettix.org. And the first segment of our show was brought to you by vettix.org. Number one place where veterans get their tickets. So, while Tiger Woods was, was fighting to recapture greatness, ESPN's fight night from the past two weekends, I don't know about you as a sports fan, but it's me as a sports fan. And I, and I would think for most sports fans that if you had a chance to catch it, that these last two weekends had us fantasizing about a dream matchup. And we'll explain. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we saw Vasily Lomachenko, Nomaschenko, gotten that nickname because of all of the Spaniards he has beaten and made them quit. No mas, no mas. He defended his belt against Anthony Crowler. And can I tell you, it was a very successful fight or title defense to Lomachenko, who made light work of Anthony Crawler. Almost beat him in the third, to be honest with you. Like, I, to be honest with you, Crawler was, was saved by a technicality in the third, where he was basically knocked down and don't know if he would have been able to answer this in time but what happened is that his butt slipped through the ring he basically he was almost knocked out through the ring as well oh look at this florida international university of miami baseball game going on i was supposed to be at that game calling this for you guys but unfortunately i had to get my eyes dilated today and i couldn't see to drive myself down to miami but don't worry we have some other events coming up this weekend we'll keep you in tune about So Lomachenko made very light work of Crawler, and he almost finished him early in the third. Basically knocked him down, 
kind of his butt kind of sat between um, behind the ropes. Referee had referee kind of had to stop stop the timeage, let, let him let him regain himself, let him recapture his bearing as well. That's what it also afforded him to do. But he was very quickly finished in the fourth, I mean, and I mean very very quickly in the fourth with a thudding, and I do mean thudding hook that left Corolla looking like Peter McNeely after Mike Tyson knocked him out. Basically, face down, ass up. He looked like he was ready to get fucked. I did it again. This is what happens. We're gonna right now. We're gonna get that Jazz and Rockets game on because if we can get a repeat from Donovan Mitchell tonight, then we got that other night. We're for something special. We're gonna talk about that a little bit later in the, in the night as well. But back to Lomachenko's fight against Corolla, Corolla, whatever his name is. Face down, ass up, guy. Hit him with a hook. As he tried to duck down and, and, and evade a punch that caught him square on the temple, knocked him out, had him had him eating, kissing, painting the canvas with his face. As he, in his own native tongue, came out and said, no mas, no mas. He was done for. It was a wrap. But not to be outdone. Not only as an individual fighter, but for a weekend of boxing. The very next weekend, Terrence Crawford had a title defense against Amir Khan. And <laughs> we're talking about an Amir Khan who was disposed of. In the first round. Yes, yes, folks. In the first round, Amir Khan ate the canvas. But he managed to survive and get punished for five more rounds. Before quitting to a body blow in the six. Now, there was a little bit of controversy with this body blow. This body blow was perceived as a low blow. Even Khan said it wasn't quite, it wasn't a low blow. He felt it in his stomach. He felt it in, in, in the thing. It wasn't a low blow. But, but, but it, was, it was really close and, and it jiggled his strap. And that's kind of what helped apply to it. But it wasn't a low blow. It was right on the base. It was on the belt line, he said. But it was ultimately because of the body blow that caused him to quit in the sixth. So you had Lomachenko. Basically, almost defeated his fighter in the third, but finished him away in the fourth. And then you had Crawford finish his fighter in the knock out his fighter, knock down his fighter in the first, but then finish him in the sixth. And even though most of us right now is probably, well, if, if you're following boxing, is probably thinking Crawford, Spinks, or whoever he has lined up, there's another. Black market side of this that's looking at, hmm, is there a way to make Crawford and Lomachenko happen? 
we're going to talk a little bit more about that right after we take a little quick break. Mighty Sports Podcast, MightySports.net. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions. All in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Still your host, Alan Tomar Taylor. This Utah and... And Rockets game is coming down to just about the end of first. About nine seconds left. Six seconds. 6.9 seconds left. Sorry. The score is tied 20-20 with the Houston Rockets currently on the line. Now, this series is currently being led by... You'll find that out later. Because we were talking about Crawford and Lomachenko, and I don't want to give that up yet. <laughs> Still tied 20-20. He missed the free throw. Still second shot missed. <clears throat> game tied. 2020, hands of the first. Crawford Lomachenko. This is a dirty black black market side of us that is looking at this like, hey, is there a way to make this happen? Now, the first the first obstacle, obviously, the very first obstacle is going to be the weight. Right? Terrence Crawford generally fights at 147 pounds. He's the heavier of the two individuals. He has been known to come down a little bit, can come down probably a little bit. Don't know what that will quite do for his power. But at the same time, Lomachenko fights at like 135 right now. He's a lightweight. Crawford, welterweight. So he, you could figure that he could come up a little bit. So you have to figure, if Lomachenko gains five more pounds, Crawford loses seven, right? Then you're talking about the catch weight possibly for them being 140 pounds at super lightweight. Yeah, folks. That's how much these guys weigh when you look at them. Like, I weigh more than them at five foot seven. And these are just lean guys. So, you have Terrence Crawford now, right? Now he's had 35 fights recorded into the books. 195 rounds, 75% knockout rate. 5'8", with a 74-inch reach. 147, 147 pounds. And he's a great fighter. 100% he's a great fighter. <clears throat> Lomachenko's a bad man, his goddamn self. Uh, and... What I'm saying that the skill that Lomachenko has may be enough to counteract the length, the size, and maybe possibly even the strength of Crawford. Lomachenko, five foot seven, an inch shorter, with a 65 and a half inch reach, 
much. Like that's a nine, that's an eight and a half inch difference. Nine and a half inch difference. That's a big difference. It's almost a foot. That's hard to overcome. It's almost a foot of a difference in punching range. Like that will be hard to overcome. And we already told about that that the weight difference, one one forty seven versus one thirty five. Both of them are young in their prime still, still the girls them sugar. Both of them are thirty one years old. So, this is gonna be the first one of the first opportunities you're gonna be able to get to interact with the show. We're gonna put out a poll right now, and and this poll is gonna run until next week sometime. So start looking out for it on Twitter. Might as we, as we put the poll up. But who do you think would win in a fight between Terrence Crawford and Lomachenko at a catch weight of 140? Again, who? Who do you think will win in a fight between Terrence Crawford and Vasily Lomachenko at a catch weight of 140 pounds? That is going to be a hell of a question and a hell of a fight. So we'll we'll let this run. We'll let this we'll let this we'll let this this toll this poll run for about six days or so. Let's see how the people respond to it. Let's see how the boxing world responds to it. Let's see how the mighty world responds to it. Let's see how you respond to it, because like ultimately this is for you and your engagement. This is for, this is this is for us to share here, because I want to know. I I'm curious. I'm and I'm curious what the, what the people think. To be honest with you, I I I I, I man, I love me some uh, some Terrence Crawford too. But with the even with the reach and with the 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 size difference, I guess you can say. There's a part of me that thinks that the smaller Crawford, I'm sorry, the small, the smaller Lomachenko, with his diverse training, unique training, footwork, and everything else, that this is a fight that he can win. But also, this is also a fight that I can also see him losing, and I can also see Terence Crawford easily winning and staying undefeated. So that's a that's again that's a complete decide. But but that's the beauty of what they've done lately, right? Is that they've put us in this situation where we can actually fantasize about this between the both of them. Both of them have been putting in the necessary work to be recognized on this on that kind of stage where you look at it like, well, they don't have too many more fighters to fight in their division, you know. And the fighters that are left in their division, a lot of them are being uh, are ducking them, like the guy that's currently ducking Crawford. So you kind of get stuck with this Mayweather-Pacquiao thing where they, you're now you're kind of fantasizing between two guys that's on that, that that's on this, this this great rise to the top of this roller coaster, and you're hoping that you could find a way to get these guys to meet either at their apex or on their rise to the top. While they're still in peak peak performance, because listen, 
whether they're both declining or they're both or they're both in, on 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 the on the come up, the better fighter is gonna win. That's like with that Mayweather Pacquiao fight, the better fighter won. Every time Mayweather has been has had to be serious about a fight that you guys doubted him about, he's come away with the victory. Now, do I like Mayweather as a person so much? Nah. As a fighter, you guys know what I'm saying. You knew what I'm saying. You knew what I'm saying. Because also, don't forget, right now, you can always interact with the show. Go to MightySports.net. Click a little bubble on the right-hand side of the corner of the screen. Click on chat. We can start talking about this right now. Because Jamal Crawford, not Jamal Crawford, Terrence Crawford, I've been wanting to say that all day. Trust me, that, that, that has been sneaking on the tip of my tongue all day to call this dude Jamal Crawford. You know, like, you know what? F you. F you and everything you do. <laughs> so, Terrence Crawford was not the only fight that happened this New Year's. What you mean, New Year's? What do you mean by New Year's? If you don't know what I mean by New Year's by now, hold on. Cue the New Year's take music. <clears throat> Smoke weed every day. New Year's, being on 420. Now, I know initially you may be thinking, ah, you're just a pothead. And you just want to find a no, 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 Now, does being a pothead help contribute to it a little? You're damn right it does. Because how else can you think on this uh, on, on this state of altered planet that is not reckon readily recognized by the average mortal? Unless you are in a higher state of mind. So if you do not mind, let me drop a little piece of knowledge on you of why I believe that April 20th should be universally recognized as the new new year. First of all, I don't know who set the old new year. So fuck your old school laws and, 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 and pulpit philosophy. Like why do I have to buy into your ways? Like, why do I have to universally recognize your New Year's while you just say, hey, my New Year's? I mean, put it this way. My New Year's is as made up as the New Year's that you know. How do you know about this New Year's? Just one day somebody said, like, hey, let's celebrate this day, call it the New Year, and booyah kasha, New Year. Who did that? Because I would like to smack the shit out of them. Who the fuck... Wants to have a celebration to celebrate the new year, which I consider new life. You have a baby. You, you always show this old guy dying and a baby being born. So new life in the dead of winter. When there's snow covering half of the country. Majority of the country. Good portion of the world. But we have snow covering the majority of the country. It is cold. It is it's it is damn near the coldest time of the year. 
And this is when you want to celebrate the new year. Now, let me retort. April 20th. Now, I know you guys have already universally recognized it as a national smoking day, right? When it comes to marijuana. We get that. That's Bodie Odiobi. We get that. But even more so, look outside right now. Look at what's happening, regardless of where you're at. Take a moment with me. If you're listening on your cell phones, take a stroll with me. Look outside your window. Look at the trees that you have on uh, out there. Do those trees have leaves on them? Or are they dead? Are these new leaves? Like, new life is being sprung about? Look outside. You tell me. How does outside look right now compared to January 1st? Does it look more appealing to party right now to you? I think it does to me. Does it look like this will be a better time to celebrate the bringing of new life? Look outside. Doesn't it look like new life is just springing up all over the place? Does this look like a good time to have to celebrate the new year? New life. New habits. New style. Because you're doing the dead of winter and all you've done is still motivate people to stay inside the house and be a goddamn beer hibernating for the winter. No, 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 no. New year and spring. Think about that. Can you smell it in the air? That ain't the reefer. That is green grass growing. That is new life coming about. That is chew. That is pollen in the air. Those are bees buzzing. What color are your leaves? They're nice and green, right? They're not reddish brown, yellow. They're not falling off. They're not dying. They're not withering away. No, 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 no. They're opening up. They're blooming. They're blossoming. But yet, some asshole decided at least, I don't know how many years ago, at least 2019 years ago, we're going to assume that they want to make the new year in the dead of winter. Well, I say, fuck your philosophy. I don't buy. Now, will I party with everybody else? Yes, because I still realize that's still when a lot of you guys are still brainwashed. And I'm going to say you guys are brainwashed to party that then. Got it. Me? I'm going to do mine in April. So after you have yours in January, everybody know that I'll be having a new... That I will be and already had a New Year celebration every April 20th. That is the new New Year's for me. That is my New Year's. That is a better New Year's. That is a people's New Year's. And you know, Talento Martella... The one and only Oz. You know what I mean? Like Tony Baritone. is all about the people. Yeah, that's a new name. Tony Baritone. Patent Pendant. Yeah. You know you like that, Nat. So. Back to what I was saying before I got all worked up. Terrence Crawford was not the only fight to happen this New Year's weekend. There were some other fights that happened this weekend. And we're going to talk about that when we come back from this commercial break.
Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's Nintendo systems and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi Best Games, where you save more so you can play more. It's 420 somewhere, and you should be prepared. And there's no better way to prepare like heading down to Smoking Muse, where you'll find all your smoking accessories from vapes, bongs, pipes, papers, incense, cleaners, and more. Just go to Smoking Muse at 1311 Southeast 17th Street, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33316. Tell a Mighty Radio sent you and receive a special in-store discount. It's not an include lottery or tobacco products. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's Nintendo systems and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi Best Games, where you save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one knowing Donald Domar Taylor. If you are listening, then, 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 you can either be listening on MightySports.net. 
which is also the number one place that you want to listen to, by the way. Just to let you know, it's the number one place you're going to want to listen to. You'll definitely catch all the weekly podcasts, plus all of the old podcasts. But, if you like your options, you can head down to Mixlr. Or Mixler, M-I-X-L-R, Mixlr. Go to My T-Sports podcast, catch the podcast there. Or, <coughs> new platform alert, new platform alert, new platform alert. You can, ca- you can now catch the last two current, which this one will be one of them, so it'll be the last three current, plus... The first 30 episodes of the podcast. The first 30 episodes ever of the podcast on Podbean now. And by this time next week, you'll also be able to get them on iTunes. <clears throat> oh, yeah, folks. Don't worry. Big things are come. So don't forget tons of ways to now get the podcast. So go ahead and get your listen on. Drop down and get your listen on, girl. Drop down and get your listen on, girl. You ain't gonna leave me alone, girl. Drop down and get your listen on, girl. I'm just saying. We, oh, and talking about that, we about to start sending out invitations for the um for the women's fantasy football league, so we can start filling that up pretty soon. Oh yeah, drop this. Listen, the draft is Thursday. Like, do you guys not realize that the <clears throat> V NFL draft is Thursday. And we have so much of a show to talk about today, we're not even going to talk about the draft Thursday. So guess what just may happen? We may get a tofa. We may get a tofa. Oh, I just may wait till next week and just do a full draft show. <clears throat> but we may get a tofa. I may do a full draft show over the weekend, maybe. Got a full boat coming up this weekend. Talk about that a little bit later. And also do another show next Wednesday. Oh, man, we got to find the time. We gonna have to find the time. But <clears throat> with the new platforms, there's always time. And don't forget, before we took a little time off, a little break, I told you guys, this past New Year's weekend on 420, exactly, was not, the Crawford fight was not the only one fired this weekend. Also fighting over the New Year. Platinum Pro Wrestling presented to the world Lucha Mania 3 Spring Time Melee and in this contest we had a couple of pre-matches we had a couple of championship matches three to be exact We saw some controversy. We saw some reunitements. We saw some backstabbing. We saw some double crossing. We saw some cheap shots. We had it all. And as you already know, your boy, Dalanto Martella, Tony Baritone, the guy behind the curtain, Oz himself, was there to announce all of the action. And in the first match, we had Santaria Cortez defeating the loudmouth Leo Knox. 
Santhea Cortez, folks. Hails out of Havana, Cuba. Don't know if you guys remember him. <clears throat> With the cocaine clutch. Weighing in 160 pounds. He took on Leo Knox. 217 pounds of pure thickness, as he likes to call himself. And I had to remind him, I have never ever called another man that ever in my life. And you're lucky I had to announce your name because I would never ever be put in, I hope to never be put in a situation I have to do that again. That's obviously I'm calling another one of his matches. That's why I was hoping he didn't win that night. And God, oh, thank goodness he didn't win because he demanded that if he wins, or when he wins, that I still announce him as 217 pounds of pure thickness. Leo Knox. Who's from Huntington Beach, California? Which he believed was a much better place than this town. But yeah, he could even get over the hump of Santario Cortez. Santario Cortez comes away with, with a nice little victory in the pre-match. The next preliminary match was two newcomers to PPW. Yes, and Leo Knox was, was a newcomer. I haven't seen him around yet. But two, but two new, new faces since I've been there now for what's coming up on a year. And, we'll, and I'll tell you about the my, my one-year anniversary event that's coming up. We had, we had the trust fund kid, Blake Banks, out of West Palm Beach, Florida, weighing 160 pounds, take on the chiseled Chasem Rants from North Miami Beach at 175 pounds. And folks, Chasem Ranch managed to defeat Defeat Blake Banks. So the Chisel Chasing Rants came away with a victory. On the first one, like I said, that I've seen him on PPW. But you know, the trust fund kid didn't look bad. He just looked like that he doesn't quite take, take it quite seriously enough yet. You know, there, there, there were some things that, they, you know, like he doesn't run through the tape. Maybe, maybe it's the background. But listen, the guy that stays in the, that stays in the gym long enough to be as chiseled as Chasing Rants. Just happened to that night outwork the trust fund kit. The first fight on the main card was Gas House Bruce Worley, 230 pounds from Sunset, Florida. Taking on the wicked king of chaos, Alex Misery, from the hard streets of Puerto Rico. And I'm not quite sure how hard his streets were in Puerto Rico because Bruce Worley defeated Alex Misery, folks. One, two, three in the middle of the ring. Which led us into our number one contenders match. Number one contenders match, which would determine who will be next in line to challenge the platinum pro wrestling champion. The mercenary pit bull, Romeo Quavero. As Mr. N.Y.R.D. Ramos from Bronx, New York, weighing at 235 pounds, took on the Lionheart Brawler from Philly, an all-around jerk who, as you know, it's always being accompanied by Fabulous Frank because they're tied with the establishment. C.J. O'Doyle. And folks, the Lionheart Brawler from Philly managed to pounce all over Mr. 
and why are and sent him back packing. So CJ O'Doyle, after losing his belt to Romeo Corvado, now has won the right, or earned the right, to challenge again for his belt at the next PPW event. Folks, yeah, I don't know if it's all about the Benjamins, but it's all about that bling. And that bling is that title belt. We saw a pair of high flyers as amateur wrestling champion Ariel the Ace Dominguez. The Ariel Ace Dominguez. Let me say his name right. The Ariel Ace Dominguez. 140 pounds from Miami, Florida, took on. The guy that from Chicago, Illinois, that weighs 165 pounds, that we happen to know as the show stealer. But he also sometimes goes by the Jake of all trades. But he's formerly known as Jake St. Patrick. And this folks, this man had his ups and downs, had his lefts and rights, had his highs and his flies, his goals and his buys. At the end of the day, the show stealer came away with a bag of tricks and a victory as he defeated the aerial ace aerial dominguez but aerial dominguez listen he's only been wrestling for about a year now and i'm telling you i am telling you he looks better every time i'm glad i was able to now this is the second time i'm able to see one of his matches and i'm seeing and i'm seeing this kid grow i'm seeing this kid grow all the time and i'm telling you I'm telling you i'm not quite sure which division he is a part of yet or if he's going to be able to make it up there Start challenging for that silverweight division championship. But, but, telling you this now, telling you this now, if they make a skyweight division, oh man, the aerial ace is going to be a favorite he has what it he has what it takes he has the guts and in this business guts take you pretty far and guts sometimes will make you lose it all But we're gonna have we wins. <laughs> Next match was a Diamonds Division Championship match. As your Diamonds Division Champion, Rocky Radley defended her belt against Charm City Sassiest Angel KC Lennox, who was fighting out of Baltimore, Maryland. And Rocky Bradley lost her belt against the Charm City Sassy's Angel Casey Lennox. Casey Lennox is now your new Diamonds Division Champion.
in a platinum weight showcase, we saw another, we saw fan favorite Cha, Cha, Charlie take on fan hated Chico sucks Adams. And Cha Cha Charlie came away victorious against Chico sucks. Now listen, Chico sucks. He isn't bad. He may suck, but he ain't a bad wrestler. He does so on up against Cha-Cha Charlie. And Cha-Cha Charlie is happy just to... Ooh, what game was that? Well, he just punched him in the nuts. What the fudge? Is that Mortal Kombat? Sorry, I just got distracted. Well, Cha-Cha Charlie managed to come away with that victory as he danced his way around Chico Sucks to come away with the one, two, Cha-Cha three <clears throat> next up we had a doubles divisions championship match in a double elimination match with a team of cash and flash the other members of the establishment accompanied by fabulous frank again Took on the teams of Brothers in Arms and one half of Roxy Moxie and Cisco Sucio. Now, you ask me, why do I say one half of Roxy Moxie and Cisco Sucio? That's because Cash and Flash took it upon themselves to jump Foxy Moxie before their match. And unfortunately for Foxy, he didn't quite have the guts or the moxie to continue and make it out to that ring. He left his partner in that ring alone to defend himself and, oh, sorry. Cisco Sucio. Maybe he should have played dirty because he was the first one eliminated. And then it was just down to two. Brothers in Arms from Brooklyn, New York. My hometown of Brooklyn, New York. At least one of them, one of was from Texas. But he was like, Brooklyn's in the house, so he gets my, he gets my, big up, big up. and respect. Know what I mean? <laughs> I just had to let that ride. Now, unfortunately, the brothers in arms couldn't pull off the victory to take those belts away from Cash and Flash. Cash and Flash continues now what is almost a year-long title run. They won their championship match at my first event last July. We are now sitting here in April, and they are still your champions. The title defense after title defense after title defense. It didn't matter if it was two teams or now if it was uh, if it was against one team or now if it was against two teams. It didn't matter if it was a triple threat or if it was an elimination. Derek Dominic and Maximilian come away with the belt. They come away with the cash. They come away with the flash. And they dash me with your girl and they take off with the belts. And they are still your doubles division champions. The next match was a little bit more brutal. The next match... The next match 
had a long history. The, the next match goes as far back to a year as well. To when these two guys were tag team partners. When these two guys used to be best of friends. And then things didn't click enough. Things just didn't work out as much as they would like at some point in time. Who knows? Maybe it was complacency. It could be a lot of things. Chris Charger and Larry Legend have been going at it now for the better part of a year. When Chris Charger turned his back against Larry Legend. And since then, they have been going up and down Florida. Back and forth across the country, around the world, trying to settle this beef. They have had extreme matches where they've been busted open. They've had matches where, where Larry Lane was almost lit on fire. There's been matches where Larry Lane tried to break the hand of Chris Charger. And yet still nothing has been resolved. So finally, it brings us here to Lucha Mania 3 on New Year's. Where they have an I Quit match. But it isn't just your regular I Quit match. It is an I Quit match for their career. The loser must leave PPW. Forever, well, not just that, the loser must quit wrestling forever. Now, a lot of these matches have gone back and forth. Some of them have even came to a non-contest. That will not be the case today. As Larry Lane had... Chris Charge in the middle of the ring after a brutal match that found himself all over the arena. Into the crowd. Amongst the fans. Through the commentators. Every place that you could imagine. That's where they went. And in the end, it ended in the middle of the ring with Larry Lane. Holding Chris Charger in a sharpshooter with nowhere to go. And the, ah, the kid, the monster. I don't want to call him the monster, but he's definitely a savage. The savage from Mad River, Vermont. Said the two words I thought personally he would never say. Honestly, I didn't think any of these two guys would ever say it. I thought they would honestly pass out before one of them said it. But he said it, folks. Chris Charger said, I quit. Larry Lane stood in the middle of the ring. But not just his career in, in hand. But with his hand held high. As Chris Charger had to take the walk of shame. And leave, not just the arena, 
but the sport of wrestling of which he loves for so long. And then something happened that not only surprised me, but surprised Chris Charger as well. Derek Dominic and Alec and, and Maximilian decided to go into the ring and attack Larry Lane out of nowhere. Take out a lot of frustration and, 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 and a lot of of misplaced aggression out on him. And like I said, it surprised me. Like, where did they come from? But it surprised Chris Charger even more. Because it caused Chris Charger to go into action and run to the aid of Larry Lane. And help him against the establishments. Maximilian and, and Derek Dominic Cash and Flash. He helped the guy that he has tried to burn. The guy that he tried to get out of wrestling. The guy that he tried to maim in front of his kid. He went to help him. He went to help his former partner. He went to help his friend. And I don't know what's quite left to say for Larry Lane and Chris George, but I can say this. The beef is no more. The br the brawl is no more. As now, Chris Charger and Larry Lane. It looks like they are going to team up and turn their attentions to Cash and Flash and challenge the champions at the next pay-per-view event. Man, I told you, things things are getting out of hand. Things are getting crazy. Yes, I'm still in love with Mary J. And we had our next title defense, folks, of the evening. Our second one, our third one of the evening. As, as the Pitbull Romeo Quavero. The mercenary Pitbull Romeo Quavero. Took on Omar Mir. Folks, and these are two big dudes we're talking about. Omar Mayer, 230 pounds, and the mercenary pitfall, 270 pounds. And we're talking about two guys that are flying out of the ring, doing everything that you could possibly imagine. One from Cuba, one from Nassau, Bahamas. Nassau, Bahamas. Those guys threw haymakers, they threw bombs. The Romeo Quaveda, it took him having to have a sit out front suplex driver on the side ring apron to finish off Omar Amir. Tell you, Omar Amir, in my respect, that match. Because Quavedo had to pull out all the stops. And I mean all of the stops. To 
come away with a victory. Against Omar Amir. I mean, I honestly thought Omar Amir wasn't going to survive that. Like, I listen, when he fell, I felt it. Like, my muscles started spasming. It is not a light thing to have to deal with. But, the mercenary pitbull successfully defeated Omar Amir and defended his belt and retained his platinum weight championship belt. And... It was his first successful title defense. And like I said, it took everything he needed, he had in his arsenal, to come with, with that victory. And our main event of the evening, we had, you ready for this one? As he transitioned from the mercenary pitbull, we had the pitbull Sicario, Ricky Martinez. Defending his belt. And, let, and can I tell you, both of these guys have been decorated all over. We're talking about MLW superstar, the Pitbull Sicario, Ricky Martinez. You're, 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 you're PPW silverweight champion for the past 654 days. Mr. 305, Mr. Turned all the way up. Defending his belt against Ring of Honor Superstar, Josh the Goods Woods. One at 205, another one at 220. Your champ, 205. From Miami, Florida, the challenger from Coral Springs. And folks, It was, a, it was a good match. It was back and forth. Ricky Martinez, he, like Romeo Cuervo, had to pull out everything in his arsenal that he had to come away with a victory over Josh the Goods Woods. Unfortunately, for your champion, it wasn't enough. Josh the Goods Woods was able to start targeting him. Limbs of your champion. Sort of taking away a little bit of that speed. A little bit of his high flying. Grounded your champion. And like I said, again, in the match, it went back and forth. Ultimately, it was the injury. That Ricky Martinez suffered. That may have slowed him down just enough. For us to say that we have a new PPW. Silverweight champion, Josh the Goods Woods. As every superstar that night was pushed to their limits. We had two titles change hands. We have a new Diamonds Division champion. We have a new Silverweight champion. Just last pay-per-view event, we, we, we received ourselves a new Platinum Weight champion. The only other champion with any kind of longevity now, your tag team champions. Of Cash and Flash, Derek Dominic 
and Maximilian. As they go on to try to defend as Cholon for their title for a year. Because the next show to take that happens on July 13, 2019 will be a year mark that they've had their belt. And also a year mark with me and PPW. As they have their fight for independence 2019. This will also be at the American Legion Post 142 in Pompano Beach, Florida. That address is 171 Southwest 2nd Street, Pompano Beach, Florida 33060. That is American Legion Post 142, July 13th is a Saturday, Fight for Independence 2019. I told you one match that may possibly already be in the workings, and that is possibly Larry Lane and Chris Charger teaming up to take on your doubles division champions. We'll see if your commissioner, Stug, Stud Magnum, is going to make this happen or not. They called him out in that show. They called him out in the middle of that ring. We're going to see if he has enough guts to make it happen. But listen, don't forget, you can go to the webpage now, mytsports.net, just, not just to listen to the podcast, but also... So that you can catch all of our live events. Like the week, like this past event that just happened this past weekend. That we just told you about. The next show event for July 13th is already up there. And the, guess what? We just got our schedule now for this weekend as well. So on Saturday, July, sorry, April 27th. We will be at Miami Dade College Baseball Field. At 1 p.m. to capture Palm Beach State taking on Miami Dade College. And on April 28th, you can catch your boy, Tony Baritone, Talento Martilla, the one and only Oz. April 28th, Sunday, at Miami Christian School for the AUBL Miami Playoffs where the Nationals take on the A's. And that will be with the South Florida Broadcast Network and also the HS Broadcast Network, which is the high school broadcast network. Yes, folks, we do both. So go to sfbn.info for times and dates of other games that will be aired with or without me, that is. And also, and also for the link to be able to watch the broadcasting of these games. So that's where you'll be able to hear your boy doing his play-by-play. -play. Yeah, I may hop in there and do a little bit of coloring. You know what I'm saying? Grab my grab my 254th box of crayons, hop into the booth and see if I can stay within those white lines. So don't forget. Hop on the webpage. The webpage, the webpage is everything that you need. As the Rock, Houston Rockets take a 56 to 44 point lead over the Utah Jazz, as there's nine minutes and 54 seconds left in the third. We're gonna take a quick break, as like a lot of games that should have happened in the playoffs, we gonna go into a little bit of overtime pimping. Yeah, yeah. The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make It Count Monday. They didn't join this team to win championships. 
become famous. They join because there is important work to be done, and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them when the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, one only Tyler Tomatel. You've been listening right here on MightySports.net. Did you catch all that? Was that a little bit too fast for you? I am still your host, the one and only Baritone Tone. I'm sorry, that's the that's only the ring announcing name. I don't know which one I'm going with. Should I go with Bar Tony Baritone or Oz? I think I like Tony Baritone. And now, making his way to the ring, you're Battle Pro Wrestling Champion. The one and only. But what only Josh, the good. Yeah, we gonna have some fun with it. We gonna have some fun with it. <laughs> so, I know what you guys have all been waiting for. I know what you guys have all been waiting for. Like, listen, there is something that's universally happening right now in sports, and, and that's what you guys would really love to head to. So let's head right there. We'll talk about NBA playoffs. But before we talk about NBA playoffs, don't forget, listen, go to the website right now because, listen, between now and April 28th, if you use, and, 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 this, and this will be up pretty soon, if you use the code, uh, I don't have the code, I don't have the code, so you know what? We won't be doing that Party City plug right now, but just know that there is a nice little... There is a nice little promo that you could be getting with Party City if you shop there now. Listen, graduation is coming around. It's coming around. You have to be preparing for. You have to be preparing for all kinds of celebrations, all kinds of parties. Summer is round around the corner. Between now and April 28th, you go to Party City and you use and you use a nice little promo code that I can't remember right now, but I'm pretty sure that you'll be able to find it, and you can save. I know I should get you that code. I know I should really get you that code, but I don't have it. But I will get it to you before the show is over. Cause we're gonna talk NBA playoffs. So this next this next segment is brought to you by Party City. It's the place that you go to when you want to get your party on. <laughs> These playoffs has made me so happy because I've been getting what I've wanted. And listen, while the East has already been set, right? The East has already been set. Basically, the East has already gone chalk. The West is still running wild. And by this Sunday, the West will be set, most likely. Hopefully not. But for the most part, we should have at least three out of four of the teams set for the playoffs. NBA. Playoffs. The NBA. Playoffs. NBA, I just, uh, just he keeps saying what? Like he can't hear me. <laughs> so, in the East, we had Toronto take on Orlando. 
and the NBA playoffs started real early. You know what they said, right? That, like, that nobody wins. Right, the NBA, the playoffs don't start until the until the road team wins, right? Well, that's happened early when Toronto took on when, when Toronto and Orlando faced off as Orlando. Orlando was able to steal one very early in Toronto, but then after that, that was just good enough to wake up Toronto as they went on to win the next three games. And by the bing, by the boom, Willis got off for the robe. Toronto came and they were like, we are enough, not for the wall. And they very quickly made light work of the Orlando Magic. Now, the game, the, now the Magic that I probably had the most invested interest in watching, right, was Brooklyn versus Philly, with Philly being the favorite and the higher seed of the two. They were the three seed. Brooklyn was the six seed, if I'm not mistaken. I could, I could be mistaken. He knows, he knows, he knows. But, yeah. Brooklyn versus Philly. I was happy for that matchup because it started out real chippy. And if, if you know what I mean, like, it looked like playoff basketball. And what happened... And that is what happened. What I mean is that, and also another series that started early, as Brooklyn took a very uh, took a game early from Philadelphia. Now, what happened after that? It was just enough for Philadelphia to get woken up and win the next three. But it wasn't without its own course of controversy and enough controversy to make me not like this Philadelphia team anymore. Joel Embiid is a bitch. Oh yeah, there you go. There you go. You guys see it, right? You guys see it. I hope you guys realize it. Joel Embiid has officially made it onto my list. Because you guys could remember Joel Embiid. You guys could remember how I felt about Joel Embiid. Let's reminisce. Let's reminisce. Let's take you back, right? Let's take it back. When Joel Embiid first came up on the scene and we first heard about this name, Joel Embiid, what was one of the first things that we had to tell him to do? What was one of the first things that we had to say to him? We had to tell this little motherfucker to shut his mouth. We had to tell this little motherfucker to stop talking because he was talking all kinds of shit about players and he hadn't even played a game in two years. So now finally, he's finally being managed because he can he can barely stay healthy for a whole entire season. And then he's finally made his team to the playoffs. A team that's finally made it to the playoffs after they used the process that made them suck for the, for six or seven years and only managed to get two viable stars out of that team. Let, let, let's, let's bring reality back. Let's bring reality back. Philly. <laughs> so... In this matchup, Joel Embiid is going to the lane. He puts on a nice little spin move. And what does he do? High elbows. He hits the center. Jared Allen? I think his name is. I know his last name is definitely Allen. Straight across the chin with an elbow, a dirty elbow, which he laughed about in the press conference after that. I thought he should have been suspended. That had Ill, Ill, Ill intent, and that was above the neck. He should have been suspended for the next game he was eligible to play. But let's get it straight. He's always injured anyway. He didn't play the next game anyway. So a suspension wouldn't have done him any good. And Brooklyn didn't take advantage of them being suspended. In a game 
that Joel Embiid wasn't there, they still managed to get blown the fuck out. And in a game that Joel Embiid came back for, when they were skate when when they were down three one facing elimination, the Brooklyn Nets in the first quarter managed to be down twenty six to three. Yes, I stopped the motherfucking music. Because Brooklyn was not in the house that day. Brooklyn was nowhere to be found. To be honest with you. To be honest with you. The whole entire Brooklyn Nets team for your lack of luster performance in a game where you were going to be eliminated you my friends have you have failed this city you hear me let me say it again in case you didn't hear me you have failed this city brooklyn nets You have failed this city and your borough. That is not the kind of fight that I expect to see from a team facing elimination that has the name, especially Brooklyn, tied to them. You feel me? But they're not the only ones. They're not the only ones. Like I said... Orlando didn't look too good, but Orlando, can you guys name me three players on Orlando? I can name you three players for most teams here. Toronto, we all know. We have Kyle Lowry. And let me backtrack. The reason why Orlando had got one game is because there was a game where Kyle Lowry put up zero. Remember, we've talked about Kyle Lowry before. Kyle Lowry isn't the reason why this Toronto team was losing playoffs games. Well, winning, well, I mean, well, winning playoffs games. They were the reason he was losing playoffs games. It wasn't DeMar, I'm sorry, DeMar Rosen wasn't the reason this team was losing playoffs games. It was Kyle Lowry. It was his fuck face. Like, it was, sorry, let me, let me, let me not take jabs. Like, it was his piss poor performance. It, it, it was, it was his, it, it, it was his inability to step up. Needing to take breaks, going to the back, needing to recalculate. He gets beat by DJ Augustine, who puts up 28, and he puts up a donut. You understand? Like, over the last weekend, right, I was watching basketball practice with my niece, right, for my niece, and she's eight years old, right? And she scored more points in that game than Kyle Lowry did. I, on the bench, watching, tied Kyle Lowry for points, watching my eight-year-old niece practice. So, Kyle Lowry got some work to do. Kyle Lowry 
makes me not want to take Toronto as a clear-cut favorite because there goes your bona fide weak link. And I mean bona fide weak link. But Brooklyn was ultimately very disappointed. Now, not everybody's going to get this award. Not everybody's deserving of it. Brooklyn, your whole entire team got it. Orlando, you can't name a player on that team. They don't have enough. They don't have enough stars. Once again, Toronto, we already know who's on their team. Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, Serge Ibaka. Nickels three right there. The three stars on that team. Orlando? Aaron Gordon? Nikolai Jokic? And... Nope, Nikolai... That's not... I'm sorry, Nikolai Vujovic. And your guess is as good as mine as... DJ Augustine. Sorry, DJ Augustine. There we go. There goes your three names. Compared to what I just told you. Champion, Danny Green. Champion, Kawhi Leonard. A guy that's been to the NBA championship. And Sergi Baca. Philadelphia, we know, we know their stars. Embiid. Simmons. Butler. Redick. And trust me, this 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 matchup between Toronto and Philly, I'm I'm excited to see this as well. This is another matchup I'm excited to see, because I, I know Jimmy Butler is gonna be up to the task to guard Kawhi Leonard this whole entire series. He's gonna be up to that task, and vice versa. I know Kawhi Leonard is gonna be up to the task to make sure that Ben Simmons does nada, and Danny Green will be up to the task to guard Jimmy Butler. Serge Ibaka is gonna be up to the task to guard, um, um, to, to guard Embiid. Like this has the potential to be chippy as well. This could be a very another very chippy series between Philly and Toronto. And trust me, what I'm telling you right now, while I'm not a fan of Philly right now because of their antics and and ultimately what it what it comes down to is their immaturity. I don't trust Kyle Lowry. Listen. I wouldn't trust Kyle Lowry to play a game in Toronto. You understand? Kyle Lowry say, "Hey, yeah, you know what? I, 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 I play. I'm gonna play a whole game in Toronto. I wouldn't trust him to make it. That's how much I don't trust Kyle Lowry. He has a multi-million dollar contract to play professional basketball in Toronto. I don't believe him. I don't trust him. What did that coach say? Don't trust him. Can't win with him. Don't need him." And the only reason why you have him is because there was no trade value for him. The reason why you have Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green and you don't have DeMar DeRozan, there was trade value for DeMar DeRozan. And those are the facts. Simple, hard, and plain. Another fact. Boston swept Indiana. But another fact... They didn't have their star Victor Elodipo, who went down halfway through the season, and it was and, and Indiana was just honestly lucky enough to be able to pull off this series or to make it to the playoffs. 
They played with heart all the way through, just didn't have enough talent to beat Boston. And we finally saw the Kyrie Irving that's basically been whining all year because that guy came to play this season. And not for nothing, as they brilliantly like to break down lineups and and positions and everything else when you, when you hear these guys talking the NBA. Right, I'll talk about the NBA and the playoffs, but you have to remember because one of the things you get, you see Brad Stevens getting kudos for doing and and and, and taking advantage of, and that is um, starting Terry Rozier and Kyrie Irving at the same time, so Kyrie Irving go play a little bit of two guard. Right, he can play a little bit of off ball, and he can he can take advantage. Of his ball movement, you know what I mean? A move without the ball and, and natural scoring ability, as well as his ball handling ability, because you know he'll play a little bit of both. Well, one, I understand you saying that's brilliant, but one, that's also not a necessity. Let's not forget, they lost Marcus Smart, and normally that'll be Marcus Smart's job. That's normally a position that Marcus Smart would be in. And Marcus Smart plays as a secondary point guard a lot of times. So what would they do? They go with the other point guard, Terry Rozier. Terry, scary Terry, still scary Terry. He, he got a nickname. He helped take this team to MA, to to the Eastern Conference Championship last year as well. Don't sleep on him. He's a pit bull on defense as well, and he could get his, his off on offense. Is he as good on off? Is he as good on defense as 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 um? Damn, I just forgot his name. The guy that I said this, that just got injured for the Boston Celtics, the six four shooting guard. Yeah, I don't know how the hell that has happened. But he's not better, Marcus Smart. He's not better defensively than Marcus Smart, but he may be slightly better offensively than Marcus Smart. But he has, I, would, I, I wouldn't question that he has just as much heart as Marcus Smart, or he plays as hard as Marcus Smart. And that he's as smart as Marcus Smart, and he knows the offense as much as Marcus Smart. And he has as much confidence as Marcus Smart. So, I, 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 what I understand they're talking about is a brilliant move, but... All they did was just move a piece around. They moved another chess piece. They fit in somebody else where somebody else, where one man was down, the other one came up. Like, you understand? Like, that's basically all that was. But we understand how it works and what it does and what it adds to. You know, not, and also Marcus Smart is down. So you kind of need at least also one other guy to start picking up their offense. Now you're starting to see that. You're starting, you're starting to see the Brandon Haywards now that he has been forced into that starting position all season, right, to get all those damn minutes when I thought he should have been the number one guy that was traded. But now that you see that, now he's in, now he's finally in good basketball shape in his playoffs, which is kind of what Brad Stevens was probably hoping for at the same time too. But also on top of that, you know, we, we see our boy. We, we, see, we see the light-skinned wonder over there starting, starting to go off. So this Boston team is still still kind of scary. They're, they're still going to make their moves. They sweep Indiana, who doesn't have a bona fide star on that team anymore, at least no ball handle of Victor Oladipo that can help them close out games or do the Russell Westbrook effect a little bit better than Russell Westbrook, maybe doing the Russell Westbrook effect his own damn self. So we're not going to hold it against Indiana too much. Just like we ain't going to hold it against... The number 18 Detroit, as they got swept by the number one seed Milwaukee, as Blake Griffin didn't play this game until he had to. And when he had to, he came out there with the most biggest, bulkiest knee brace wrap. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to play this. And after this, I'm going to be sore. My knee's going to be swollen. But I'm going to say, I'm going to give everything that I have and I'm going to try. And we get that. 
Detroit wasn't a real playoff contender, championship contender. Milwaukee was. Indiana wasn't a true championship contender. Boston is. Milwaukee is. Brooklyn isn't a, wasn't a complete wasn't a true championship contender. Philly is. And Orlando wasn't a true championship contender. Toronto is. From here now, this is chalk. The number one seed, the two seed, the three seed, the four seed. Everybody took care of business. Within five games and less. And now the truth begins. Here we go. Toronto versus Philly. We already told you how that's going to get matched up. But then we have Boston versus Milwaukee. Where they're going to try to stop the Greek freak. And Middleton and a couple of other players. As Boston and as they take on Boston. And as Milwaukee tries to stop Scary Terry. The light skin wonder. Kawhi, not Kawhi Leonard, but ah, Kyrie Irving. Uh, Jalen Brown. Davil. Light-skinned Jalen. We already mentioned him. Sure, so I remember his name. Um, the power forward that came over from the Atlanta Hawks, Al Hawford. Like, there's a lot of talent on that Boston team. And there's a lot for Milwaukee to have to stop. Where in Milwaukee, all you have to try to stop is Giannis. But that's what everybody has been basically trying to figure out all year. How do you stop Giannis and his band of merry men? Because the Bucks will try to trample you when Giannis comes through the middle of that lane. It's not as easy as it looks. We're going to see if Boston can figure that out. Ultimately, I don't believe in Toronto. That's the only reason why I'm going to go with Philly. I don't like Philly, but I would also like to see, in a way, Giannis go up against Ben Simmons. But I don't think that Giannis can get past Kawhi Lennon. So... Why I want to say 1-3, Chalk 1-2 may work. Wait, did I just pick Milwaukee somehow? I'm sorry. Boston-Toronto may work. And let me add this into something for Knicks fans here, right? You know how to talk about Knicks, help Knicks fans understand something. If we get, like, let's just think all things considered. But just look at what's going on. Let's say... Kawhi Leonard stays in Toronto. Let's stick with that. Philadelphia keeps getting better. They they find a way to re-sign at least you know at least try to, you know try to keep those guys there. Both of those guys there. You know which guys I'm talking about. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Jimmy Butler and the other individual that they got from the LA Clippers. I'm trying to, I'm forgetting his name. Something. I'm forgetting everybody's name today. Right. So that's so we just want to so that's Toronto and Philly. Then Boston, let's say they stay majorly intact because we've already seen that this team without Kyrie Irving can make it to an Eastern Conference Championship in the East. We've seen that already. Those are three teams in our division. And oh yeah, they're still the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets continue to get better. Stay elite, keep their nucleus and get better. 
Those are four teams in the Atlantic Division that made it to the 2019 playoffs that the New York Knicks are going to have to deal with next year. And we are high on seeing if we can get Kyrie Irving and 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 Kevin Durant. You understand, this is no cakewalk that they're going to have to go through in the East. There's no cakewalk in our own division. Four teams made it from our division. Four. We were the only one. And that's because we were the worst team in the league. They're going to have an uphill battle, even if they do have Zion, Kyrie, and, and Kevin Durant to go along with Kevin Knox and Donovan Mitchell. Not Donovan Mitchell. Fudge. Can't remember his name either. The guy we just got back in that trade. So, don't be surprised is that even when we get those two guys, if we get those two guys, or whenever we get whatever two guys we're going to get, and whatever draft pick we get, that when we go through that learning curve, if that learning curve don't have a, doesn't have a lot of turbulence, there are four teams in our division alone that we have to play four times. That's 16 games. Right there alone, between those teams that we're going to have to play against, just in our own division, and still get past the Indianas, the Detroits, the Orlandos. Still, the Miamis. Don't know what the hell happened to Charlotte and Washington and all those other guys. What I, what I, what I also hope, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to lie. I can't remember if Bradley Bill is a free agent this year, but if Bradley Bill is a free agent... I would like to see the Knicks make a play for Bradley Beal. As well. But that wraps up the East. As I told you, the West is still wild. And the West has been wild because the playoffs ha has happened in, has, is happening in every Western series. As we said, playoffs happens when the, when the away team wins. Well, the away team didn't win in the East in all of those games. Only in two of those series. So half of those teams had a playoff series. The two teams that didn't will be playing each other. Boston and Milwaukee, the two teams that did, Toronto and Philly, they'll be playing each other. So they both would have had the same amount of challenges, technically, to put it very loosely. But now in the West, in the West, it was all kinds of wildness. I mean, it was just wilding, B. We had the we had we had your 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 two time champions three times over the last four years. Golden State Warriors taking on the L A Clippers, and the L A Clip and the Golden State Warriors allowed themselves to have a game taken away from them, as Patrick Beverly happened to get underneath the skin enough of Kevin Durant and bother him enough. Yeah, seven foot Kevin Durant was bothered by a six foot Patrick Beverly, six foot three Patrick Beverly. If he's lucky, right? But he was bothered by him enough. To drop one game, but once again, the pattern of the, like the moral of the story here is all you did was woke up the beat that was woke up the dragon, and since then Kevin Durant has looked phenomenal. Kevin Durant looked so phenomenal and focused that he even spoke phenomenally. Goodness gracious, great balls of motherfucking fire! Like he sounded phenomenal as he gave. 
spectacular basketball breakdown of a series. I mean, it was fantastic, phenomenal. Like, the Kevin Durant, that talk, that night, I want in New York. The Kevin Durant is always all soft with the media. Like I said, like, if he goes to Brooklyn, I think, like, Brooklyn's going to find a way to insulate him. And they'll be like, yo, Brooklyn's in the house. And they'll make, them, and they'll make him his dude. But you go to New York, New York, with the Kevin Durant. That. Um, I told you this. What I don't find acceptable for my Knicks, I find highly acceptable for my for, for my Nets. Like I told you. The Kevin Durant two weeks ago, I didn't I I would perfect I one hundred percent only would find acceptable on my on my on my Nets. I don't think he'll survive it on the Knicks. You know, I want him on the Knicks, I don't think he'll survive there. But the Kevin Durant that spoke so articulately and braggadational with all kinds of bravado, like without raising his voice, without 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 frowning a brow, without being insulting, without taking a shot at anybody, Kevin Durant said it with his motherfucking chest. He broke down on why he would no longer be caught up in Patrick Beverly's shenanigans and why he just doesn't take 50 shots over Patrick Beverly every time, even though he can, basically. So that series is now 3-1 with it possibly coming to an end later tonight. Let me double check. Let me double check. Let's see what we have here. Because as we told you, right now we are watching Utah versus Houston. As we just told, as we told you earlier, that Houston, was, that Utah was down by about 12 points. They are now tied 75-75. So let's see what's on live right now. We have the LA Galaxy soccer taking on the Minnesota United, right? Also in baseball, we have the Philadelphia Phillies taking on the New York Mets. Also in baseball, we have the NCAA Baseball, Alabama taking on Jacksonville. We have Troy versus taking on Sanford, also in college base and NCAA Baseball. In the United Soccer League Championship, we have Tulsa taking on Colorado Springs. And I'm taking FC Miami Football Club. Also, like I said, in MLS already, we have Minnesota taking on the Galaxy. I think we talked about that already. Yep. Got the LA Galaxy taking on Minnesota. Right next, also we have tonight. We're we're already watching Utah Jazz versus the Houston Rockets. Also, we have the Reds versus the Braves, the Pirates versus the D-backs. That is professional baseball, folks. The Orioles taking on the White Sox, Pirates versus the D-backs. I just mentioned that already. I already mentioned the Red Sox versus the Tigers and the Mets versus the Phillies and the Mets versus the Phillies and the Red Sox versus the Tigers. Also in NHL, we have the Washington Capitals taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. Also, we have the Dust the there are those there's and I don't know what I don't know what that is, but that sounds like something I may have already said. We have the Cubs taking on the Dodgers, Astros taking on the Twins, Astros taking on the Twins, and the San Jose Earthquakes taking on the Seattle Sounders. Also tonight, yes, I did I say that correct. We have the LA Clippers taking on the Golden State Warriors in game five. That could potentially be an elimin that could also be the elimination game that sends the LA Clippers home. That game comes on tonight. We have some golf on tonight. Uh, and some more baseball. We have the Yankees taking on the Angels. We have an AFL game. The AFL is about to go belly up. That's all the basketball on for tonight. So the Golden State Warriors look to eliminate the LA Clippers for the end of this. You know, with, with, this, with this match tonight. 
we're gonna see the LA Clippers have enough heart. Like I said, that's all they've been playing with is heart. And we've seen we've seen what's happened. And heart and shenanigans got them one victory, but that's kind of what heart and shenanigans will do for you is get you at least one victory. Talent will get you four. Right now, the Houston Rockets, they lead the Utah Jazz 3-1. We're currently watching this game. This game could possibly be closed out tonight as well, which would mean that both Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets would have closed out their teams tonight, and they will both be on pace to meet each other in the semifinals. Folks, that is another heavyweight match. Like I told you, Toronto-Philly. We get Kawhi Leonard versus... We get Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green going up against... Going up against Joel Embiid, um, Ben Simmons, and Jimmy Butler, Serge Ibaka on Toronto. You understand? Like, like some heavyweights. We got Giannis Antetokounmpo going up against Boston. <laughs> like, like these are some heavyweights. Some heavyweight shit happening here. Also, also, next up, no, I shouldn't say next year, because we're going to talk about this Utah series. I told you we were going to talk about this series a little bit, because if you haven't been watching this series, I know this series is 3-1, but Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell's a stud. Donovan Mitchell is going to be the truth and this playoff series is probably going to help make him even in a loss donovan mitchell had one of the most outstanding third quarter performances that you could imagine in a playoff game to help his team come back and and scave off elimination they were down 3-0 so this is their second elimination game Houston just pulled up within five of a three-pointer from, from Chris Paul. I think the score is now 75 to 80. I am rooting for this to be extended out a little bit longer. I would like to see if Donovan Mitchell can find a way to... Pull out another victory, possibly get his get his team back on track, or just back into the hunt. I want to. I'm I'm saying this out because I want to see more of Donovan Mitchell play, and he may be out of all of the young studs that are, that are in the playoffs right now. He may be the Number one young stud I want to see play in this playoffs. Giannis, I don't consider a young stud anymore. Giannis is just a stud. He's worked his way up there. There's another young stud that I want to see more of as he's been coming into his own this series. And that's Murray from Denver. Now remember, Denver is the higher seed in this playoff series. And they're taking on the San Antonio Spurs. And we said this to you a couple weeks ago that we honestly thought 
that San Antonio can beat the Denver Nuggets. I, regardless of the seeding, just because of the fact of all the experience that they have on that team and the coaching and everything else that goes along with it. And the San Antonio Spurs came out and showed us that they can beat this team. As it stands right now, this series is 3-2 is, is in the favor of Denver. Denver was down in this series. They had to come back to recapture that lead. That three a 3-2 three, series lead. They came back from 2-1. This kid Murray, he sh he has been showing up to play, but they, they took him out of the game early, first and second game. He wasn't quite himself. Third game, kind of found himself on the road, and, and then he's been balling ever since. This is a this is a this is the ultimate chess match between talent and experience. This is why I kind of wanted all why I wanted Miami to make it into the playoffs. I I want also like I said, because they would have done. What San Antonio did, hopefully without the winning, they just they just would have got swept, but still would have looked impressive for four games, and then you would have given Dwayne Wade his walk off in the playoffs with a sweep, and it would have felt like a playoff victory, and everybody would have cheered. They would have had confetti and all kinds of stuff, and then he would have slipped on the on the on the podium and bust his face, but he did that without making it to the playoffs. So we still got our moment. And last but not least. And out of all of them, and I don't know if I said, and <laughs> this is how excited I am. Out of all of them, this may be the number one series I am most heartbroken about. I am most heartbroken to see this one come to an end. And that is Portland versus Oklahoma City. As you guys, you guys know how I feel about Russell Westbrook being an MVP. And I am realizing that. While Russell Westbrook is 100% a regular season MVP, Russell Westbrook may not be a champion. Yeah, I said it. As it stands right now, the Portland-Oklahoma series is the only series in the West that has been wrapped up. It is the only series in the West to have a conclusion. And this one had as much chippiness as that Brooklyn Philly series did. So in the first round, we got chippiness on two different fronts. One in Boston, one in Brooklyn and Philly, which, listen, we already know how New York and Philly feels about each other. Like, there's a level of respect and dislike there. Like, New England and Boston, we just don't like them. There's no respect. But Philly, there's a respect. And dislike. With Portland and Oklahoma City, this has been, that was a matchup that you can see and you can touch and it can be tangible, right? In all on all kinds of, in all kinds of shapes and forms. These are two teams that you even thought in a in a weird way kind of built like each other, right? You had former player from Oklahoma City, um, Enos Cantor, playing center for the Portland the Portland Trailblazers. You had a wing guard in CJ McCullough, right? For Portland and a wing and another wing guard, forward guard, wing player for Oklahoma City and Paul George. And then you had two dynamic dominant point guards in Russell Westbrook, Mr. Walking Triple Double, and Dean Time Damian Litter. 
Now, if you've been following the podcast for all these years, then you already know. Then, as you may know very recently, how I've been, how I feel about Russell Westbrook. If you followed throughout these years, then you would know how I feel about Damian Lillard. And I'm going to say this with, with, with some very much truth and facts to it, that Damian Lillard and those boys in Portland may be 100% right. They're talking about they're being slept on or not talked about enough. Because we don't, I don't even talk about him. And I love me some Damian Lillard. And you guys know this. We, we've been following Damian Lillard since the beginning of his career. Right? You understand? Remember, Kyrie Irving was one of these young guys. Um, 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 Devin Booker is another one of these young guys that we've been following throughout the course of their career. Right? You guys, you guys remember the early portion of the podcast, which kind of took me down memory. I kind of took myself down memory lane when I was uploading the first 30 episodes of the podcast. Right, you realize when this podcast first started, right, is when Kobe Bryant was retiring. When this podcast first started, it was when it was crap, it was crap. What was happening? What was happening? Oh man. Oh man. Stephen Curry and, and the Splash Brothers were just I, I believe was just winning their first championship. Like we were we were just trying to get that 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 justified. This was the beginning stages of Kyrie Irvin's and Damian Lillard's and <laughs> you know what I mean, and and that's watching and watching and watching guys like them where they were with it, where they weren't winning almost any games as rookies, and we were still watching because we like, yo, these guys are kind of hot. And now, I, I I have listen to Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, like put it this way, Damian Lillard made me question Russell Westbrook being my favorite point guard. That's the kind of performance. That he put on Russell Westbrook. That's the kind of schooling they put on Russell. Put on Russell. That's how exposed Russell Westbrook became this series. They were letting Russell Westbrook shoot open threes. And he was breaking. I mean, going through long scoring drops. While Damian Lillard was shooting 40% between 36 and, what was it, 35 and 39 feet out. Mind you, let me just give you a little bit of piece of advice. That three-point range, I think that's about like at 27 feet. He was shooting 35 and beyond. 35 to 39. He's shooting 40% from there. You know who shoots 40% from three-point range? It's considered a very good three-point shooter. Paul George. But Paul George ain't shooting 40% from a whole foot further. Sorry. From a whole 12 feet further. Because that's what's really what helped punish Damien. Um, helped punish the Oklahoma City Thunder. Was Damien literally being able to bang. Like deep range after deep range after deep range. Time and time and dang time again. And I mean chippiness. Like dang time pushed Russell Westbrook on the ground. Because Russell Westbrook. Have been flopping, and listen, like, and, and and I don't feel sorry for Russell Westbrook. Like, mind you, I don't feel sorry at all because Russell Westbrook is the one that towards the end of the la on the end of the year was like, "Yo, I'm gonna bust that ass." It was either this series or I think the end of the, end of the year. I'm gonna bust that ass. I've been busting that ass for years. That's what he said. Fanatically, like, like I'm talking about demonstratively. I'm going to bust your ass. On the court, he said, I'm going to keep busting that ass. I've been busting that ass. 
for years. Because Oklahoma City did sweep the Portland Trailblazers in the regular season. And we sat here and said, listen, this could be a series that Oklahoma City can win. They both have a history of being swept in the first round. They both had something to play for. It just looks like Portland just wanted it more. And, and I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say wanted it more because what ultimately happened was Russell, Russell just couldn't make enough shots. He's still making his numbers, still getting enough points because he's ultimate ball handling and he's driving to the lane. I'm Russell Russell couldn't buy a layup at times. Like, it was that bad. Like, his game was incomplete. And Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers not only beat the Oklahoma City Thunders, they literally went into their hometown and was like, hey, come out and play. What a party act. And the Oklahoma City Thunder didn't have a response. They went in there, took their lunch money, took their heart, and ultimately, Mr. Walking Triple Double, Mr. Brody, Mr. Hustle Russell Westbrook, Mr. I can't make a layup in the playoffs to save my life to help my team win. You. You have failed this city. Russell Westbrook. But it was not without his drama. Because with the game tied last night, on the verge of looking like it's going to overtime. Oklahoma City was up about 15 points with like seven minutes left in control of the game. Like it looked like most games. But Portland just constantly kept on steady, playing steady. Like let them have their flurries. Let them be super emotional and, and, and irrational. And we just going to keep riding these tides. And ultimately what ended up happening. The game tied. And sitting about 37 and a half feet away from the basket, Damian Lillard pulls up with Paul George on him and swishes a deep range bomb to win the game and to be the first team in the West to move on to the semifinals. And once again, he played so well. It was so embarrassing that it made me question why I like Russell Westbrook, who... You have failed this city. I don't know what else to say, but that has been the playoffs up until today. And I see Donovan Mitchell still trying to come over to this. And this game has about four minutes left in it. It's 86-90. Um, Utah is currently down exactly four minutes left now. James Harden is doing a runner. He makes it into the lane. He's getting bodied on those runners. He's catching contact almost every time. They're gonna, they either going to keep not calling or they're going to start giving him fouls later on in the match. But that's been it's really Mighty Sports Podcast. Listen, by the time, when we come back next week, we're expecting the Golden State Series to be wrapped up. We don't know what's going to happen with this Houston series. We're hoping 
the Houston series isn't wrapped up or is on its last game. Game seven, that is. And I think we're also hoping that Denver and San Antonio Spurs are going to game seven. I would like to see that as well, too. But with all that said, there is nothing more to say. This has been the Mighty Sports Podcast. I've been your host, one and only talent, Martella. I got to appreciate, I got to thank you guys for listening again. This has been a long show because, listen, we had two hours worth of show to talk to you about. And I'm glad that you spent the time, your two hours of time, and, and, and listened to everything that we had to say. Listen, this last segment, as you already know, was brought to you by Party City. It's the place that you go to to get all of your needs when you to get all of the things that you need when you want to get your party on. Yeah, Party, Party City is one of the official is now one of the official sponsors of the Mighty Sports Podcast, the MightySports.net. Yeah, buddy. So start looking out for their banner to pop up all over the site, and and also for for a little for promotional code and and for other for other really good items that you that you can get. Listen, Party City, place you go to when you want to get your party on. <laughs> Listen, Jay Crawford has banged out another three. That game is now fifteen. It's now, it's now 91, 92 as we see. Listen, you know, we may need to just do a little play-by-play or commentary right now for this game. As we see Chris Paul at the top of the key with the ball in his hand. He gets that ball. He, he gets that off to James Harden who comes in here with another running floater. Yeah, see, what, what's going on now with, with, with James Harden and the Houston Rockets is that the Utah Jazz has been trying to find a way now to take away that three-point line. So now if James Harden, they don't play James Harden now on any side. Basically, it's left to right because they figured out forcing him to his right is basically force, is, is basically playing to his straps. So now they're forcing him to do nothing but take twos, which is really good because now you're not, you're not allowing him to take step-back threes because now when he does get by his man, instead of his man trying to stay on his hip, they're telling that man, hey, stay on his back and just force him inside. And now what James Harden is starting to do now is starting to just work a floater. And that floater has been working for him at, at, at a high rate. At least it's dropping tonight. Game is still 94-91. Utah has the ball in their hand. Ricky Rubio comes off a high pick and roll. He takes the shot and he makes it. 93-94, Houston. We got a minute and a half left and we got to see if Houston Rockets can come up with a stop. We see Gordon coming in. Gordon drops to the lane, and Gordon gets his shot blocked. And the Houston and the Utah Jazz now have the ball back. Donovan Mitchell gets the ball back. He gets up to Ricky Rubio, who shoots a three, and he airballs a three. He misses everything. And that was a corner three. Ricky Rubio has that look on his face like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Folks, we're going to be ending this show soon. Let's let you know that they, they have now officially taken the television timeout. So who knows how long that's going to take. Don't forget, you can go to mytsports.net not only to listen to the podcast, but also to do some of your some of your value shopping. Whether you're a veteran and you're trying to find yourself discounted or free tickets, where you're able to go to vettix.org, or whether you're trying to get your party on and plan for your next party event and want to go to partycity.com to go ahead and find your party needs. And the first free throw is missed. The game is still 94-93, which keeps this a one-possession game and the ability for the Utah Jazz to take the lead with a three-pointer. Okay, we see... Is this Turner? I can't remember which, which guy this is. But he is now taking a three-point shot, and he, uh, he misses both free throws. So it remains a one-point game with just about 66 seconds left, folks. We are now winding down two. 
one zero 60 seconds now left in the game 14 seconds left on the shot clock donovan mitchell now has the ball in his hand and folks he gets it off and what oh, we get now to the line Donovan Mitchell loses that ball, and we get a foul. By, I think foul P.J. Tucker, who just missed the, lap, the previous last two free throws. He gets an opportunity now to redeem himself. P.J. Tucker takes a breath, shoots the first shot, and he swishes it. It is now officially a two-point game. P.J. Tucker takes a good sigh of relief. And you know what, folks? We're just going to let this podcast run out until the end of the game. So let's get ourselves a little ambiance. Folks, 54.8 seconds left. Tucker takes another free throw, and he makes them both. It is now officially a three-point game with 54 seconds left. They pressure Donovan Mitchell as he backs off now. Eric Gordon is on him. They come up the high pick and roll. He takes the pick, slips it off to his man. He drops to the lane. They switches back out to the to the to the to the France bomber and he is stripped and he is fouled because he is holding his he is holding his wrist. They fouled the shit out of him, and they know they got away with one. You can see Iman Shumpert laughing. You can see Dan, you can, not Danny Green, but yeah, we saw we we saw we saw Jeff Green over there laughing too. Yeah, we kind of know that that. That James Harden got away with one there. James Harden now goes to the line. He's been one one for three now for the night. Let's see what he does now at the line with 38.3 seconds left. Where's that ambiance music? Game is now 97-93. Folks, look like the Utah Jazz may be going home tonight. I don't know if they have enough time enough or enough skill to be able to pull off the victory. And he makes both free throws, and he throws up his little gang sign. It is now 98-93. Houston Rockets up about 38 seconds left, 35 seconds left, however many seconds are left. It doesn't look good for the Utah Jazz. As Listen, we have to give the Utah Jazz their due respect. Give them their kudos. Give them their credit. They fought hard. They tried. They tried hard. They could get a participation award, which is a bracket in the NBA playoffs. But ultimately, they, they just didn't have enough yet to be able to take on the Houston Rockets tonight. You know, all the Golden States of of the world. The same thing probably would have happened if they would have taken on the San Antonio Spurs. The funny thing about it, I don't know what would have happened if they would have taken on Denver, Portland, or Oklahoma City. You figure that that may be a better matchup, in a way. Oh, and it looked like tentacles were just passed out during the last break. So let's see what's happening. Five-point game, 38.3 seconds left. Houston, Utah have taken, a, have taken a timeout so they can advance the ball up, and they are 
and they are getting ready to inbound the ball from the sideline. Donovan Mitchell has been 0 for 8 from three-point shooting tonight. He's he's usually a much better three-point shooter, folks. This, this is hurting the whole entire team, to be honest with you. What's that? 12, 16, 28. They are a very, very, very disappointing 8 for 28 tonight. Like, that is not how you win games in the NBA. I don't think that's how you win games anywhere. And you can see it in the results <laughs> because they are about to lose this game. And you just can't have that kind of night. And here we go, folks. And this series is officially over. And the Houston Rockets have won. 100 to 93 they win by seven and they eliminate the utah jazz in five games as they become the second team in the west to move on to the semifinals thank you folks for listening to the show thank you for listening to the extended version of the show and thank you listening to the extended extended version of the show as we did some play-by-play -play for the nba playoffs I am your host, Dallin Thomas-Taylor. This has been the Mighty Sports Podcast right here live on MightySports.net where every take, every voice, every word that you hear remains to stay. Mighty! Yeah, it is. Before we leave, remember to embrace what you love and stay forever young. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Mighty!